Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm excited that you're here this week and boy, I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I sometimes really struggle in my headspace. How about you? Uh, I'm really hoping that that's not my own sad story, (laughs) but um, if you paid attention at all to this week's title to the episode, or you didn't, we're going to be talking about our mind. I titled this week's episode, Minding Your Mind. You know, I a couple of a couple of weeks ago I talked about avoiding the trap of comparison and I think I said in there or if I haven't if I didn't say it in there uh, I'll say it here but comparison has always been just kind of an Achilles heel for me and also what goes on in my headspace I have to be really really mindful of what's going on up here in between my ears (laughs) and I think that of course you know comparison can probably there's a connection there of course because it you know there's a thought pattern a narrative that's going on in our minds but I think that this this topic of mindsets is really really important and I feel like it's something it's a topic that we just really cannot discuss enough because there's always room there's always opportunity for us to grow and and come up higher in in our thoughts uh and again i don't think that it's my own sad story uh i don't know leave a comment put some stars on on the podcast uh send me a a a message or something to let me know that i've got some friends out there (laughs) that that you're saying i get you girlfriend i get you uh you know I think that for me, uh, over the years, if I am not careful, it it is it is really easy for my mind, my thoughts to become like just. It's almost like they get on this merry-go-round and they just they just go for a spin. It's like they take on this life of their own, and before I know it, my my thoughts are just like they've gone rogue. And you know, I've I've grown a lot in in this area over the years and and so I'm really grateful for that but you know I think that here again like I just said there's always opportunity for us to come up higher in this area you know when we look at Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 
It tells us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let me repeat that first part there. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then it it just really goes with Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7 that tells us as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Well, so, you know, there, there's a there's a connection here. And when we look back at Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, this transformation happens when our minds are renewed. So, you know, there's there's other passage of scripture. I could just be, you know, rattling off all kinds of of biblical support to the renewal of our mind and I could take up the whole 30 minutes here that I have you this week, and I'm certainly going to be giving you a little bit more scripture here shortly, but I just really encourage you, if this is an area for you that you're just feeling like, man, the battle is really raging in my thoughts, can I encourage you to not be passive with that, to not just overlook that, to to not just, you know, kind of brush it off as it's no big deal because it is a really big deal. I think that that the enemy always targets our thoughts and I'm going to really give uh, some strong biblical support to that, but our minds are the battlefield. That is where that's where things start to happen in in our minds. He he wants to plant a lie in there. He wants to the enemy wants to get us to reconsider things or hesitate things or or second guess maybe did we hear God correctly? Did God really mean that? And so if if we just cannot afford to be people who are passive in our minds when we. When we look at Genesis chapter 3, and if you're familiar with the Bible at all, you know that this is the title of chapter 3 is the fall of man. <laughs> and so this is where the enemy shows up in the Garden of Eden and tempts Eve to partake of the, the tree that had been forbidden that God said, you can have all of this stuff. You are free to have and partake of anything in this beautiful, perfect, luscious garden that I have provided, created, and provided for you, but this one. You can have all this, but you can't take from this. And isn't that just human nature? We always want what we can't have, right? I mean, this is kind of silly just to kind of lighten this up a little bit, but we're women here, right? Why is it that we can look at someone else's hairstyle, for example, and, you know, maybe she has like these gorgeous, just these gorgeous curls and and they're just so beautiful. And we think, man, I wish I had curly hair. Why do we always want what we don't have? I mean, I know that's really silly in comparison to what we're talking about, but you can kind of catch where I'm going here, right? We always, it's like we think I, you know, I have all this, all these great things and I'm doing really great in life. I have great friends, you know, my, my marriage is healthy. I, you know, my kids are healthy. We have food on the table, gas in the car. I have a job or, you know, my ministry is doing well, whatever the case might be. And then there's like this one thing that the enemy just baits us with and says, you would feel better about who you are. You would feel more complete. Your life would feel more complete 
if you had that one thing and that's where it kind of begins right in our minds he begins to tempt us and begins to um, to really want to convince us that somehow you and I are missing out on something that somehow as we're you know going to look at Genesis chapter 3 somehow God is holding out on us that if he really had had our best interest at heart as he says that he does he would allow me to have this one thing in my life he would allow that one door to open that one opportunity that one relationship uh, you know, to take place, or I would have gotten that promotion at work, or I would have been able to have this have this particular thing in my life, but somehow God wouldn't let me, and He's just holding out on me, and 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 the enemy starts these these just these thoughts in our minds, and if we're not careful, we begin to entertain them, and we begin to allow them to sort of marinate in our thoughts, and what's happening in the spirit realm is we're allowing the we're allowing the enemy to establish a foothold in our minds and you've heard me say it once and I'm gonna say it again you've heard me say it in other episodes or you know if you've been with me but I really believe that if we give him a foothold he's not just gonna be satisfied with that foothold he's not content he's not satisfied with just having a foothold no 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 he wants to then build a stronghold. And a stronghold will be harder for us to overcome. Why? Because he has he's he's kind of been able to dig in, if you will. He's been able to establish a little bit more ground and a little bit more authority in our thoughts. And so that's really why we we just can't afford to be to be passive and just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, I've been thinking this, but we don't do anything about it. When we look at Genesis chapter 3 and God, you know, gave Adam and Eve this this great garden, everything that they could ever want, right? I mean, really just kind of lassoed the world and gave it to them. And, and you know, the enemy was baiting Eve and, and really saying, you know, essentially here, did God really mean what he said? Are you sure that you heard right? Are you sure that you just didn't misunderstand him? You know, the the devil came after her thoughts. He came after her thoughts. And I, you know, it begs the question, why did he do that? Why, why did he feel like that was the that was the inroad for for the fall of man? Why did he attack her thoughts? I am convinced that it's it could be a you know a multiple of different things, but one for sure really stands out to me is that our thoughts always precede an action. Let me say that again. Our thoughts always precede an action. And we see that here in this account of scripture. See, it began in her thoughts. He began just planting these seeds of doubt, these seeds of of just kind of being skeptical of of what God meant and questioning whether or not God was holding out on her or if he really meant what he said. Is he really going to follow through with what he said would be the consequences if we ate from that tree? See what see what happened? These thoughts. And then what? She took action on her thoughts and she ate from the tree that she and Adam were forbidden from eating and, and taking a part of. Don't miss this. Eve made the wrong choice 
because Eve was listening to the wrong voice. Let me repeat that. Eve made the wrong choice because she was listening to the wrong voice. And I, I know that I'm, I'm talking about Eve here, but uh, it would behoove me. I would be remiss if I didn't also mention that Adam had had a lot of responsibility in the fall here too. And so I don't know, I, maybe I should do a whole nother episode on just his, his responsibility and being accountable to his part in this because it wasn't just Eve. Adam had a role here too, but for this episode, we're talking about Eve. But I, I really do want to make clear that I don't think that the full 100% sole responsibility was upon her. That, that when you really look at this account in Genesis chapter 3, Adam played a very big role here too. But let me repeat what I just said. Eve made the wrong choice because she was listening to the wrong voice. You and I, we cannot know and discern voices and be able to discern, is this the enemy speaking to me or is, is this God's voice? We can't discern those, those two voices if we're not in the Bible. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm just going to be honest with you because if we are taking if we're if we're taking the Bible and the and the truth of the of the word of God out of the equation and then we're just left up to our own thoughts and reason and we're trying to just kind of figure this out on our own. I mean, can you just see here that doesn't is not going to go very well. That's going to be a dead end road. I mean, things are going to go sideways really quick here. And so we need to be we need to be women of the word. We need to be women who are who are committed to spending time in the word and we're just constantly just taking in the word of God and it's constantly filling our mind and filling our soul and that's you know when when, when you think about you know whatever it is that you feed is what grows well if we're not feeding our spirit man the the regenerate part of us the the soul that's not that's not going to grow right and so we need to know if we're going to grow in and being able to discern and understand, no, 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 that's the devil. I know, I know when the enemy is lying to me, or no, that is God. That is God's voice. If we're going to be able to be women who confidently lead ourselves well in knowing whose voice is speaking to us, we need to be women of the word. We need to be women of the word. I love what Jesus had to say about this in John's gospel, chapter 10. He said, I am the good shepherd and my sheep know my voice. He said, my sheep know my voice. But in that same chapter, let us not forget in that same chapter, just back a few verses in verse five of John chapter 10, he says this, and a stranger's voice, they will not follow. Yeah, see there? See how important it is? Jesus is placing emphasis on you and I knowing whose voice we're listening to. Is it a stranger's voice? Is it the is it the voice of the enemy? Am I being lied to? Or am I am I being told truth here? Am I am I being led into believing a lie or am I being led into the truth? We need to know these things. It's really important. I think that 
boy, I don't know, I might be really kind of rocking the boat here, but I'm just going to roll with it. This has been something, um, my next point here has just been something I've been thinking a lot about here in just recent weeks, and it's this. I think that, just in my own opinion, I feel like we have become, as, as a people, as, as a whole, as, you know, people as a whole, I think that we've become so in touch with our feelings that we've forgotten that we have the victory. What do I mean by that? I think that I think that we've become so focused on on studying and better understanding you know our personality types and how we think and how we feel and how we respond and and then we want other people to know our personality types and how they should speak to us and how they should respond to us and how they should you know all these things i feel like we've become people that are so in in touch with our feelings that we forget that we have the victory i think that there, there is a place, and, and I've taught on this, and so, so where do we kind of marry these two things? I think that it is very important, and I wholeheartedly support that it is important to acknowledge and identify what is going on in our headspace. I mean, I've spent the first half of this episode talking about that, that we have to be aware, that we can't afford to be passive, and so... I, I think that it's really important to, to acknowledge and to be able to just apply the brakes here and kind of back things up a little bit and ask ourselves, wait a minute, why am I thinking this? And when, does the, when did this thought pattern start? When did this toxic, unhealthy narrative that is, is going on in my headspace, when did that start? Is it because somebody said something to me? Is it because something happened at work? Is it something that I seen on social media? Is it because I was with my family last weekend or I was, you know, my coworker, my boss or whatever, whatever the thing is, that is really important. And I wholeheartedly support that. But here's the thing. We can't stay there. We can't stay there. I cannot emphasize that enough. And I think that that is what I'm seeing in in certain groups is, is that is that people are so focused where it's kind of like we've gotten off on this one, this one pendulum, if you will. We're kind of way over here on this end of things where we're we're so busy, you know, acknowledging and identifying and, and being so in touch with, with our feelings that we just kind of stay there then. It's, it's almost like there's a group of us that that we we just kind of want to sit there and we want to just talk about, you know, I I want, I think, I feel. And, and we forget that that Jesus, you know, when he died on the cross, he gave us victory over those things. That in this world, yeah, we're going to have problems. Yes, in this world, we're going to have different challenges. Yes, in this world, we're going to find ourselves walking through valleys and dark times. And, and wow, I mean, just some really heavy stuff. Yeah, sometimes in this world we're gonna we're gonna find ourselves where um, you know, like I admitted at the top of the show, that sometimes our our mind, like our thoughts, go rogue, right? But we have victory over that. We don't have to just sit passively by in our lives and just allow our thoughts to just kind of lead us around like we're like we're on a leash and, and our and our thoughts are are the leaders and they're just kind of leading us around. No, no, no. We have victory. Ladies, we have victory. You have victory. 
You have victory. Your feelings are not the boss of you. Let me repeat that. Your feelings are not the boss of you. Your thoughts are not the boss of you. You don't have to let your feelings and your thoughts drag you around on some leash as if they're leading you and they're going to tell you how you should be feeling or they're going to tell you what you should be thinking. No, no, no. You and I are women of the word. You and I are daughters of the king of kings. You and I, we have authority over our thoughts. You and I, we have authority over our feelings. Yes, acknowledge. Yes, identify what's going on. Absolutely. 100%. I am in full support of that. But, okay, so we identify this. This is what I'm thinking. This is the toxic narrative that's in my mind. Okay, this is what's what I'm thinking. But I do what 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 tells me to do and I arrest those thoughts. I take them captive and I make them obedient to Jesus Christ. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." He is the truth. And so if we if we take those thoughts captive and we make them obedient to Jesus Christ, who is the truth, Okay, then we get to say, I may be feeling that, but this is truth. I might be thinking this, but this is truth. These might be facts. Okay, faith isn't denying reality. I'm not putting my head in the sand here. I'm not, you know, just having this kind of faith that's just sort of Pied Piper and we're just, you know, tiptoeing through the tulips and just faking it until we make it. No, no, no. That's not even biblical. I mean, I I just, when I hear that, when I hear that quote, just fake it till you make it. I mean, it just, ugh, ick. I hate that. Instead, can we say, let's faith it until we make it. Faith it. Faith it. Like F-A-I-T-H. Faith it. Apply your faith. Apply your faith until until you begin to feel things changing in in your heart and in your soul. Begin to apply apply faith and 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 the truth of the word of God until until you can begin to discern and you begin to understand and see and 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 you can recognize a renewal taking place in your mind. We have to be people who say again, yeah, this is what's going on. Yeah, you know what? This is really hard. Listen, this past week, I was in that place. I'm just going to be honest with you. I had a few days that were really kind of heavy and where I just felt like just some things that were going on in my own personal life, I felt like they were suffocating me. I felt like this, like it was just taking joy and peace away from me. And it just felt like like this big elephant was just sitting on me and just suffocating and just taking the very life out of me. Uh, and, you know, there comes a time where, where, you know, first of all, I reached out to someone that I trust and that knows me and uh, will remind me of what is true. But you know what? I also have to be proactive in that. I have to take an active role in my faith. And and so do you. We have to take an active role in our faith. We have to apply the word of God. We have to be the ones that that takes those thoughts captive. We have to be the ones that that stand up on the inside of ourselves and say, "Wait a minute. I have been allowing this toxic narrative to to just be taking up space in my mind for long enough." 
long enough and I can tell that I'm not as joyful as I used to be. I can tell I'm not as peaceful as I used to be. I can tell that I am not as grateful as I used to be. I can tell I'm not as hopeful or I'm not as purposeful in the morning or, you know, when I wake up, I I just am like dreading the day or whatever the situation is. Ask yourself why? Why? And and then begin to begin to apply the word of God to that narrative and begin to watch this transformation take place by the renewing of your mind. First Corinthians chapter two and verse 16 tells us that you and I, we have the mind of Christ. Wow. I mean, Selah, <laughs> let's pause and think about that for the next 100 years. That you and I have the mind of Christ. Does that mean that that we're that we're Jesus or we're like, you know, like we're we're like him in, in that way? No, no, no. That's not what we're saying here. We we can't somehow pull him down and make him equal with us. I mean, that's just not even biblical. But but what the what what Paul is saying here in First Corinthians chapter two, verse sixteen, that you and I have the mind of Christ, he's telling us that we have the authority, that we have we have the authority and the power to be transformed by the renewal of our mind as we study and meditate on the truth of Scripture, as we apply the truth of God to our to our thoughts and to the narrative that that is um is on a repeat in our minds, that we can can, that we can begin to think like Christ, right? That's what that's what we're talking about here. That you and I, that we can that we can be fully aligned in our minds, not with the world's ways of doing things, not with the world's system and the way that they think and the way that they do things or the way that they, that they respond, but because you and I are citizens of heaven, you and I, we can align our thoughts with a kingdom mindset. With the kingdom mindset. That's what he's talking about here. We can think like Christ. We can see things like Christ. We can see our lives, our future, our situation, the things that we're going through, through the mind of Christ. Yes, this is hard. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging that whatever it is you're going through is really hard. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? I'm not feeling so joyful today. You know what? I just feel like my my thoughts are racing and I feel anxious in my thoughts and I just am not really feeling all that peaceful. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging that. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with admitting that. There's no shame here. Let's not throw stones at one another, but let's not stay there, right? Let's not stay there. John's Gospel chapter 16 and verse 13 says that the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. The spirit of truth leads us into all truth. Do you know, do you know that the Holy Spirit is your helper and the Holy Spirit will never lead you, number one, to do anything that cannot be biblically supported. You know, that he'll never lead you to behave or act out or say things that cannot be biblically supported. And and likewise, like we're talking about minding your mind, the Holy Spirit is never going to lead you in a way that's going to just feed those lies in your mind. He's not going to lead you that way. 
He leads us to truth. He leads us into all truth. But one of the one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is always pointing and leading and taking and directing and guiding us to Jesus Christ, who is truth. That's what he does. He will never lead us into defeat. He will never lead us into, into lies and bondage and and hopelessness. He's always going to lead us to truth. So one of the things that I've made a habit of doing when I can feel myself, you know, maybe I'm getting kind of grumbly. Um, Maybe I, you know, I just have caught myself being a little bit more complaining, kind of taking on this complainer uh, attitude, or maybe I can just feel myself getting just kind of like all anxious and maybe I I can hear myself and I can feel myself or maybe responding in a way that's a little bit more pessimistic or or negative. You know, once I kind of can see that or hear that in myself, I I just pause and I begin to pray and I ask the Lord, what is going on here, God? What like where did this start? Is there is there something that I that I have, you know, been a part of? Is it a conversation? Is it you know, is it is it something that I've watched, something that I've read? It, you know, whatever that is, and then I invite Holy Spirit, will you remind me of what is true? Will you remind me of what is true? Point me to truth. Point me to truth and help me Help me to uh to remember what is true in this situation. Help me to remember what is true in this circumstance. Help me to remember what is true in in this valley that I seem to be walking through. Help me to remember what what is true. What does God say? What is what is the mind of Christ in this particular situation? And let me tell you something. He will always always do that. Always because that's his heart for you. That's what he wants to do for you. He knows that you and I, we can't do it apart from him. He never expected us to. And he wants you to live in victory. He wants you to live in victory. Jesus gave his life for you to live in victory. And yet he knows that you can't do it apart from the help of the Holy Spirit. So lean on him. Lean on him when you begin to feel yourself like getting kind of negative or maybe complaining a little bit more or, you know, you're looking at your situation and maybe feeling like, I just don't even see a way here. I mean, it just looks so impossible. And I don't know, maybe maybe for you, maybe the enemy, one of the lies that, that he's been been tempting you to believe maybe you feel like you're like you're an eve <laughs> and and he's been just messing with your mind and he's and you've been you've been waiting for god to break through uh, in an area of your life answer a, a prayer that you've been you've been believing for for victory and for a really long time uh, maybe it's a a healing of some kind or or a relationship to be restored or a financial breakthrough or a physical healing or whatever the situation is and and maybe maybe the enemy has just been tempting you with you know what your prayers aren't effective your prayers they don't matter to god your prayers they're not very powerful and that's why you're not seeing breakthrough. If you were better at this, if you prayed more like so-and-so, um, if that's you, I want to expose that is a lie, that the enemy is lying to you and he is wanting to establish a foothold 
in your thoughts. And I want to encourage you to shut him down. Shut him down right now at this moment and say, no, that is a lie. I believe that my prayers are effective. I believe that God is at work right now in my life. I might not see it. I might not feel like it, but I believe that God is faithful and he is at work in my life, in my situation, in that relationship, at my workplace, whatever the situation is, he is at work right now and the answer is on the way. That's how you shut the devil down. And you, my friend, you have the power and the authority to do that. Not in and of your own self, not in your name, but in the name of Jesus Christ. And he said that when you pray in his name, the enemy, he has to back down. He has to back down. And you have the power and the authority in the risen name of Jesus Christ. And your prayers, your prayers are effective. Your prayers are effective. You are praying the right prayers. We're not talking about, you don't need big $20 words. God isn't looking for fancy things here. He's in, in fact, I don't even think that he's impressed with all of that. Prayer is just a conversation with God. It's simply saying, you know what, Lord, I am feeling a little discouraged today. I've been believing for you to uh, make a change here and to intervene, and, and I haven't seen you. Would you send some encouragement to me in the way that you know will be the most meaningful to me, and in the way that you know I will be encouraged? And you know what? He wants that for you, and he will answer that prayer. And that's, that's a very simple, simple prayer, but it's effective, and it's powerful, and it will move the heart of God. May you know today, may you know today that you are seen, that you are known, that you are heard, that God calls you by your name. He knows your name. He calls you by your name. He knows exactly where you are and he has you on his radar today. So shut the enemy down and mind your mind. (laughs) Mind your mind. Remember that you have the power and the authority in the name of Jesus to shut the enemy down and to no longer allow him to bait you in your mind, to bait you in your thoughts, to get you to question the faithfulness of God in your life. Amen. All right. I hope this was encouraging for you. I love you. Um, Know that I'm believing in you. I'm believing for you. And yeah, drop me a note, uh, drop a comment, share the, share the podcast. Super excited about what God is doing here with the She Connects podcast. Uh, I recently, last Thursday, was International Podcast Day. And um, do you know that the She Connects podcast is ranking in the 10% um, Google searched uh, podcast? And I didn't say that right. See, I'm not very fancy either. I don't have big fancy words either. Here I am. This is what you get. (laughs) But isn't that exciting? And I mean, the Lord is making a way and and putting the message um, here, you know, in the online space and reaching people in other countries, uh, in in other states and cities and counties. And I mean, in countries in Africa and India and Australia, um, you know, England and, and, and these other places. I mean, how does he do that? I don't know. But you know what? When we just say, here I am, God, I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to say yes to you. 
and um, he just does the rest. So you say yes to the Lord and leave the results up to him. Amen. All right, take care, stay well, and I'll catch you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.